Hello, welcome to When Wrestlers Act. It's Christmas! Oh, ho, ho. Excuse me. Now I have a machine gun. (laughs) We've just watched Santa with Muscles starring Hulk Hogan. And that film is an hour and 37 minutes. (laughs) I will never get back. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to die at some point in my life and I'm going to look back. You know, there's things I've done that I'll be proud of. There's things I've done that I'll regret. And I don't like the idea of, you know, regretting things because you haven't done them. I think that's their thing. But I really regret watching this. I'll be <laughs> this was fucking uh, terrible. It was really pretty bad. bad. No, you underselling it. This was so bad. So fucking bad. It was very really. bad. No, it was more than that. Well, I'm going to get controversial from the start, John. It's still not the worst thing we've watched. We'll talk about the film and we'll see where we are at at the end when you realise just what it was that we watched. I don't know whether you've processed this properly. (laughs) I don't know whether, you know, like when you see something really traumatic and there's something in your memory that you can't quite remember it right. And this kind of traumatic systems in your head that protect you from reality. So, you know, you might have seen something horrific, but you don't quite remember it being as bad as it was or, you know, you're blackout or something like that. Maybe that's something yeah. that's happened to you with this well, film. Let's go. The setup is basically we get Mr. Frost, <laughs> the bad guy, who wants to take over the orphanage in a place called Like Town because, you know, it's nice. You like it. It's good. This was before Facebook, so it's not a reference to that. We've got Hulk Hogan. He's got hair. What was that about? <laughs> he was clearly off the rides in this as well. Did you notice that? Yeah, he didn't have 24-inch pythons. He looked quite slender, shall yeah. we say. Clearly not taking a steroid for about a year. He had a wig. And a little moustache. I've never thought about this before until watching this film, but I didn't know that charisma was directly correlated to the size of a skullet. <laughs> <laughs> because this is Hulk fucking hogan like he was so uncharismatic in this i couldn't believe it well this was what 1995 96 96 yeah so at this point hulk hogan was still probably the biggest wrestler in the world i might be off on the timings on this but i think this was around the time when hulk hogan started wearing the black bandana but he wasn't in the nwo and he was kind of playing a bit of a dark character it was just before the um, the big turn. It was about a year before his actual heel turn. Explain the charisma thing to me, because I don't get it. He, he had no charisma in this. It's Hulk Hogan. How can Hulk Hogan not have charisma? The man is a ball of charisma. He just wasn't in this at all. We'll get into the film a little bit here, but there's a part, part of the way through where he gets bonked on the head and loses his memories. And <laughs> yes. any acting ability that Hulk Hogan had did not shine through at this point we get the opening scene with hulk hogan so we've had the little prologue with what's his name mr frost mr frost although so, i actually quite like mr frost he reminded me of um mr fish in bob's burgers yeah i can see what you mean there so hogan's beating up people he's basically in a bit of a what would you describe it as like a, a, a movie kung fu fight and it ends up that it was an exercise it was like a drill and it yeah was, these were all his domestic stuff so he's really rich, and he's selfish. That's his character, you see. He's a selfish he's, man. He's a rich twat. Yeah, and he's, he's rich because of, what do you call them, like supplements. 
Yes. I think there's a hint that they were were <laughs> legit. They were a bit fraudulent, these supplements. And do you remember his name? Blake Thorne. <laughs> That's a yeah. crap name. It's a crap name. It yeah. would be a crap name for a job in wrestler. To be honest, I'm pretty sure he's uh, in a tag team in NXT at the minute. <laughs> It'll be Blake Thorne teaming with Shep Ramsey. We get basically a bit of an off-road paintball thing. So they go, ha-ha, let's go and do some paintballing. And they jump into jeeps and motorbikes and they go onto the streets. This leads to a police chase. With a comedy inept policeman. Yeah, who comes back. later? He's kind of the secondary villain throughout. Yeah, because at this point in real life, Rip Morangis had retired from acting. He literally jumps out of the jeep, rolls on the road, goes and hides in a mall, and he gets a Santa suit. Then um, the inept Rick Morangis wannabe policeman officer notices that his combat fatigues are falling out of the thing, so he cottons on that it's him. So he hides in the rubbish chute, and then at this point, someone throws a big Santa's head down the chute, and it bonks him on the head. We have missed something very important here, which is before this happened, we come oh, yeah, to yeah. the other bad guys. Did you get their names? Dr. Bollocks. Now, Dr. Blight. Dr. Blight, that's the one. Yeah. Is that because he's English? Yes. So he was Dr. Blight. And then there was the evil geologist. Yeah. Do you remember his name? I do not. Mr. Flint, the evil chemist. Do tell. Mr. Vital. Uh-huh. And the woman with electrical powers. Carmen Electra. Oh, if only it was. <laughs> no, that, that'd make it worth watching, but Miss what? That's quite good, actually. Just as an aside, I actually um, googled the person who played um, Dr. Blight and looked at his filmography. He's been in probably about 100 things on film and TV, and I noticed literally 10, 12 things where his character was Dr. Something, Professor Something, that sort of thing. I just think, is he the most typecast person in the world? <laughs> He's a character actor. He plays this character. <laughs> he was a bad actor, let's, let's be honest. We go back to the mall anyway, and Hogan bangs his head, and he wakes up. There's an elf. We've got a little thing with Santa going missing, and yes. this elf looking for a replacement Santa. Ah, who, but who is this elf? He's called Lenny. He's called Lenny, and what's his angle? He's in so, debt to the Mafia, so he's looking to find a Santa to get the money. Is that the... The is that shopping centre manager says there's $50 to ever find Santa. And he's, ooh, $50, hooray. Hey there, Fred. Yeah, he was Barney from the Flintstones. Oh, God, he was so bad, this guy. I think <laughs> this guy made the film even worse. He was yeah. worse than Hogan. I imagine that he played, let's say, in Home Alone 4, <laughs> straight to video ones. Like, he played the replacement actor for Joe Pesci. Right. That's my guess. I don't know if he did, but I would guess that. Lenny tells Hulk Hogan that he is Santa. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course you are. Look at your clothes. That's how I know it's me every day, because I wake up with my own clothes on. And so he basically does Santa stuff. He go, he does the grotto thing, and he stops some thieves from stealing the money for the orphanage, I think. I assume it's for the orphanage. He basically ends up having a, a bit of a wrestling match with these two guys, and then he beats them. Now, I love it in these films, I've said it many times, when they have real fights and there's wrestling moves. That's great. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think he gives one of them like a body slam or something, and yeah, and one of them the sort of throw over a thing as if you're winging a battle royal. So we cut back to the baddies. We start to understand what the motivation is for the bad guy. So Mr. Frost, he needs the orphanage for something. He needs access to that. He's bought up all these places in town, but the orphanage is the key. We get Hogan arriving at this orphanage, and he basically gets rid of all the scientists that are there. They're saying they want it, and he's going, no, go away. And so Santa just moves in. Hulk Hogan just moves in. No CRB check. Just, oh, yeah, just come on oh, in. Oh, but it was a happier time. They didn't need CRB checks back then. Before like... paedophiles existed. <laughs> this... <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is where the news turn up because, you know, a random Santa turning up at an orphanage is like a good story for the broadcasters. And for local newspaper reporters, isn't that right, John? I don't think I would have ever done that, to be honest. I think you would. Only if it was a politician. Well. Who dressed up as Santa in order to commit fraud. I'll write that one down, add it, <laughs> add it to the list. We get just kind of bonding crap with the kids, and Santa becomes a bit popular with them. And one of them designs him a muscle vest. Yes. Why? I don't know, because it's Hulk Hogan. Yeah? Which one designs him a muscle vest? One of the girls. Did you know that the um, dark-haired girl went on to be very famous? No. She's um, an actor called Myla Kunis. I've heard of that name. Yeah, she played Meg in Family Guy and then went on to be in a shitload of films. Okay. As soon as I knew that that was Myla Kunis, all I could hear was just Meg Griffin whenever she spoke. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Sorry. Just just remembering the fucking angel baby bit. Yes. Like, (laughs) so there's some girl, she's about eight, and she's singing this song about angel baby. Now, okay, this is probably... This is the main girl in the film. So this is probably a bit like non-PC or whatever, but whenever I hear the phrase angel baby, I just think of those people who protest outside abortion clinics and have to talk about angel babies and stuff. So when she was singing this song to Hulk Hogan and it was meant to be like an emotional thing, I was just thinking of aborted fetuses, which is really bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not great, John. (laughs) But, you know, that's, that's the terminology. That's the terminology that's been used. It's not my fault if... They've co-opted this phrase, and now I have that association. So, so I blame the alt-right. Yeah, I do. I blame the alt-right and the pro-lifers for ruining Santa with muscles. What about the writers of Santa with muscles? <laughs> I mean, yes. The writer, Hulk producer, Hogan director. And that fucking elf. Anyone that was in it. <laughs> so what made this scene worse for me was, you know, you had, like, I really hate seeing kids singing on stuff especially when they're like little girls and they're really putting in the effort and it's just it's just a bit shit hulk hogan's joined in (laughs) that happened (laughs) the thing with that scene as well is i don't know what it played into the story it was just like oh yeah we need a bit of a christmas song yeah it just needed to be heartwarming my heart cooled at that point 
I mean, yeah. it was pretty cold already, but it cooled. This is the bit where Hulk Hogan has a fight with that doctor guy. Doctor yes. Blythe. There's a kid, like, who the fuck's Taylor? Like, this kid who's just, he's meant to be meaningful. He's just like, oh, Taylor's missing. Oh, no, not Taylor. Oh, it's, it's the boy out of the orphanarium. Yeah, no, I know he was a boy in the orphanage, but, like, he played such a big part. And it's like, oh, no, Taylor's missing. Oh, well, we must get Taylor. He's a fucking important character. So the I girl, think they were just trying to get Taylor involved. It's just like, look at me, I'm involved now. It was a bit sulky for a while as well. It was all, yeah, we're, we're the rejects of the orphanage. Everyone else has been adopted. We're shit. Maybe they should be better children. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the bit where Hogan goes after him and he knows exactly where he's going to be, which is, of course, Mr. Frost's science lab. The kid's there and it's like, oh, there you are. I found you. So, oh, yeah. Well, you what? go now and I'm going to investigate this science lab. Okay. So fucking stupid. All the like, I'm reading. Well, he my takes notes. the elf with him as well. Yeah, I'm reading my notes though, and I feel fucking stupid for watching this. This is like <laughs> such a stupid plot. Oh my god! If you rewind a little bit though, there was um, a moment where Santa comes down to breakfast, and he's Hulk Hogan. Sorry, he's Blake. He's taking his beard off, his suit off, and everything, and everyone's all aghast at him. And you're not Santa. Then he just says, oh, I took the beard off. Mrs. Claus found it itchy. Then he sits down, eats breakfast, and the elf notices it's his brand. So he scrunches it up and hides it from him. There is a whole subplot about the elf trying to nick Blake's money. Yeah, because the elf is in lots of debt and is also a bit of a huckster. We figure out that there's something going on with the orphanage, something crazy underneath. I don't know, they're like, oh... Is there something under the orphanage? I'm like, no, what are you on about? Like, oh, maybe he's on about the clubhouse. Like, oh, what clubhouse? Like, oh, yeah, the, there's basically like a massive fucking bank vault type door. And there's huge catacombs. Yeah, yeah, like under these vaulted ceilings. It's like, oh, oh yeah, nothing under here. Oh, yeah, apart from like the big vaulted fucking caverns. So they go downstairs and they go, oh, yeah, we figured out Three parts of the combination. <laughs> yeah. But and they seem the to figure it out just by moving that dial till it goes clunk. Yeah, it's like a really unsubtle safe. It's like, oh yeah, if you go, oh, it's, yeah, it's like 16, 32. Because I was listening for the pattern, I thought, oh yeah, 16, blah, blah. So, there's, no, there's no pattern with this. Hey? And he's like, oh yeah, just turn it clunk. Oh, that, that must be it. Yeah, you just turn it until it makes a very loud clunk. <laughs> But then Blake comes along and says, I think I know, and clunks it again two more times, and lo and behold, it opens. Yeah, how does he fucking know? What? Maybe it's like one of those people who, when they get amnesia, they wake up with a different accent, that sort of thing. And I mean, he to... just woke up with that knowledge in his head. Okay, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a pass on that, because he did have a... Big bang on the head. He woke up, wasn't sure of his eyes. Okay, maybe. (laughs) Maybe he just happens to have the secret of the orphanarium. Yeah. Although, I think that does pay off later. And um, we'll come back to it. But I think it's kind of paid off. What's in the cavern, Colin? The cavern is um, some sort of super electronically charged quartz mine. 
but um, the kind that hippies like to buy and and then sell it in their shop for a stupid price, like ninety-seven quid for a small chunk of rock. These quartz things were very powerful. I actually watched this film with Laura, who's into um, who's into crystals. Yes, Laura watched the whole thing with me. Oh God! Why? I, I mean, why would you do that? Well, honest? she did it to support me. <laughs> We've been through a lot, me and that, me and that wife and I. <laughs> but um, she she watched it with me, and I said, I asked her if um, if quartz can do that, and she said, No, not even the best quartz. So I said, Oh, so what's happening then? She said, I don't know. I would describe this bit as bollocks. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Complete and utter bollocks. Like, oh yeah, of course. There's a orphanage built on top of highly charged magical crystals. It's like, what the fuck? Like, this film started off, it was about a billionaire who turned into Santa, and now it's about fucking magic crystals. Well, yeah. Obviously. No, but why? This is the question I just kept asking myself. I was like, why? How? What? <laughs> Where? What am I doing with my life? Why? Why did we decide to start this podcast? Like, I've got so many questions about myself, about my own existence, about the choices that I'm making watching this film. It's like, oh, this this was just. There's not even the words. Do you know what I mean? There's do you not remember even the, the dodo times, John? Yes. That stopped because real news just got a bit too stupid. Allegedly, the writers have told me. <laughs> Whoever they may be. Yeah. That's the dodotimes.co.uk, is it? Yeah, apparently. Allegedly. Yeah, apparently. Allegedly. If you Google the dodo times. I caught it. If you just Google the dodo times, anyway. Sorry, what was what was the point? What? I was just trying to advertise the dodo times. Oh, okay. The point of that was um, how real life has just got so stupid that you can't even satirise it anymore. And that's what's happened with this film. It's just got so stupid. And your life. <laughs> I mean, my life's perfectly normal. I just work for um, a local government office. I think, I think you keep yourself grounded, don't you, with that? Um, I do. I literally write fantasy books with talking <laughs> dragons and shit. So, Now, what you did there, Colin, did you see what I did? I asked you a question. Yes. Because you'd raised something that seemed like an important point and then what you did is you answered it what you actually gave a reason for why that thing was there that's a novel idea that maybe should have been incorporated into the making of this film just just a thought just are you you saying it wasn't (laughs) (sighs) we're basically into the second half of the second act this is where the bad guys close in this is where dr blight arrives and and he has a fight with Blake on top of the bell tower. He beats up the doctor and then he gets hit out of a window by like a statue of Santa. I don't know, yes. is it a statue? Whatever you call it. Like I think it is. A statuette. And he knocks him out of a window and he lands in the back of a rubbish truck. He notices a picture of himself on a cereal box and um, says something that he says earlier when he's being a bad Hulk Hogan, which was, and my picture's not big enough. And yeah. he just sort of sleepily says... And the picture isn't big enough before passing out with a concussion again. Which is probably a parallel with his real life. <laughs> and so he, he, go, he goes back home. And this is the bit where his mate comes over 
and he says, will you sleep with my wife? I promise I won't film it. And Hang on, sorry, wrong mm-hmm. film. Wrong film, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now this is, yeah, and then he like, goes off on one about... Just, you know, just ignore the camera. <laughs> just, yeah. Tell us again your opinions on different races. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> court heard. Yeah. A court, allegedly. No, a no. Court, a court a did court. hear he got a shitload of money for it. Yeah, like, what the fuck? He's home and he, he's Blake now, but he still feels bad. He remembers stuff about the orphanage. Redemption, John. Yeah, yeah, so he's, he's learned. That's good. And so he calls the orphanage, and then it seems that they've got a recording of the woman's voice who owns the orphanage, and she's like, oh, go away, leave me alone. And the elf guy who's betrayed him to the scientists for money, he feels bad. And then the bad guys arrive, and they get the children to mine the quartz they go ha ha not only are you going to show us into the quartz thing you're going to dig they're basically turning the children into slaves yes just in case you didn't know they were the bad guys this is where the elf guy tells hogan about the scientists and he gets his if you remember the opening scene stuff with the kung fu fight he gets his house staff to basically form a militia and they go off on the road to go and fight with the goons. The police are there. They see the vehicle that they're after, and then lots of police come. This is one of those things where every police chase is shit, apart from Blues Brothers. Yes. Like, once you've seen that police chase, like, there's nowhere else to go, so just don't bother. Don't bother having police chases in films. I'll rephrase that. Comedic police chases, you can't do them. They're just, no. It's... That art form has, has been done. There's a pinnacle. We've reached it. That's it. On June the 20th, 1980, the Blues Brothers came out, and that was the peak. And funnily enough, that was the same day I came out and reached my peak. It was all downhill from there. For some reason, wherever this is set, the police have bazookas. Um, <laughs> well, they have a bazooka. Yeah. I wonder if it was um, sanctioned or if it was just... Rogue. Luckily, Hogan finds the kids straight away. They shoot the bazooka and he just drives around the projectile coming his way and it hits the bad comedy policeman's car and blows it up. And he shouts, who did that? So the one policeman passes it to the other without saying anything. They have a bit of a non-fight. Yeah. And the elf guy, it's a bit like, you know, the being Wizard of Oz with the, Which bit? With the water. Dorothy oh, yeah, yeah. So he self-zaps Miss Watt by... Yeah, how water. did that not kill her? I've seen the running man. Maybe if Hogan had done it, then he would have had a line, maybe. What, saying something like, there's nothing funny about a dickless asshole with a battery up his ass, like in the running man. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that would work with this as well. It would. We should yeah. watch a running man. Yeah, and make a podcast about it. We should. We should. Let's put that on the um, on the docket. Let's. Uh, okay. I don't know what a docket is, but I don't know what a docket is, but let's do that. There's the fat man who gets sort of bad smell trapped in his suit with him, and then tied off, and then blows up a bit. You know yeah, where I'm, his suit fills up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. crap. It's all. Crap. It is crap. Well, <laughs> some of it is methane as well, I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> so this is where we, we get the revelation that Blake was at the orphanage when he was a kid. Now, I don't think it's ever, if it does ever explain it, but that's probably how he knows the combination. That's brilliant. I think you, yeah. you've actually figured that out. That's good. Yeah, but I shouldn't have to figure it out, should I? And then you've got Mr. Frost. Oh. He was Blake's best friend while they were there. While they were at the orphanage. Together. And yet they've both gone on to be filthy, stinking rich. Yeah, in different fields. Not one of them has become a meth addict. <laughs> I beat those odds. The woman who runs the orphanage beating up the doctor. Yeah, she's using her womanly wiles on on him because she's all, oh yes, I'll distract you by being womanly. Yes, and then he says something against the um, dirty, stinking children at the orphanage, and it pushes her over the edge. So fair play to her for sticking up to him. Doctor Blight getting locked in the freezer. How are these people not dead? <laughs> We find out at the end of the film, spoiler, but they don't die because it's a Christmas film. I mean, look at Home Alone. Well, fair point. Do you know what I mean? Those burglars should be dead. I think one brick to the head would kill someone. There was that wrestler recently, wasn't there? <laughs> did you hear about this in Mexico? Oh, that cunt. Yeah, just whacked I did him have on to swear head. then, John. Yeah, whacked him on the head with a cinder block because, you know, I think he'd like, hit him with a like chair or did. something. <laughs> Dr. Blight and Hogan, they're having a fight in the caverns. And it all get, he sort of does a revelation to him that, oh, I'm this person from the orphanage. Oh, hello. Then they have a fight still. It all gets a bit unstable. It blows up, church and all. We do get the literal line of Hulk Hogan saying, yes, I learnt a lot from being Santa about myself. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so then, yeah, this is where the crystals go all electric. And... Because crystals do that, don't they, John? Yes. And and this is where he has his, um, I suppose, his Batman moment where he doesn't want to leave Mr. Frost in with the electric, so Blake has to save the bad guy. And then they're outside and they're having a laugh. Like, this is what I don't guess, right? The... Orphanarium's literally crumbling around them. There's electricity crawling up the walls. It's all going crazy. Hogan's the church there. is the church is completely flat as well. Yeah, yeah. And the Hogan's there making jokes, and the kids are laughing along. It's like, ha, ha, ha. comedy policeman like... comes along, points his gun at them, but then for some reason, Blake gets off the hook, and they hand over the um, the bad people. But then the big question: What's going to happen to us? Yeah, where are we going to go? And then for some reason, they end up at Dr. Frost's fucking house. It's Dr. Frost's house, John. Not Blake's. Dr. Frost's. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Is so... it proceeds of crime acts or something? Is that what it is? They've seized it under the um, under the POCA Act of whatever year it is. I don't know. I don't that's know. all I can think. They... I don't know if that's how it works. Well, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, yeah, you can, I'm a billionaire. I've got a big mansion. It's like, oh, then, no, you could just have the baddies lair. Yeah, over. they could have some sort of scene of them rebuilding and Hogan carrying some planks of wood on his shoulder and everything and the elf sawing something and the children looking grubby and painting stuff with other children looking grubby and painting stuff but looking happy and having a laugh. But no, they're all just running around the baddies' house. <laughs> 
How? That's his house. I don't care if he's in prison. That's his house. He can't just seize it. Uh, that's the one bit of the film that didn't make sense for me. And then you see all the baddies breaking rocks at the um, at the prison. But not quartz rocks. That they could have sold for millions. As Hulk Hogan comes back and saves the day, he says to the little girl, I'm not Santa. And she says, you're not Santa. You're better than Santa. Hulk Hogan is not better than Santa. One good thing about Santa is that it doesn't exist, and this film does. So there's no getting around this. This was awful. This this made no sense. Give me a redeeming quality of this. Show me the redemption. It's Christmas. We need a Christmas redemption story. Okay, well... Approximately one hour and 32 minutes into the film, the screen goes black and these (laughs) words start coming along the screen. (laughs) That that was good. Okay. Do you know what? I'm going to make an executive decision here, John. Given that it's Christmas, we usually go for the um, Christmas Yule chart. Christmas is cancelled. Get the fucking stool chart. (laughs) Now, where, where, where do you put it on the stool chart? Oh chair? God, it's. Right. I'm looking at my um, I'm looking at my stool chart right now, and I have come up with an answer. Where's the what? It's not quite the diarrhea level. It's not the diarrhea level. It's not. We're not talking China, Illinois here, which also starred Hulk Hogan. <laughs> There's um a bit of a theme approaching, isn't there? Yeah. However. The one just below watery, no solid pieces, entirely liquid, is fluffy pieces with ragged edges, a mushy stool. That's that perfectly sums this yes. film up. That's exactly what so I So this want. film is a six out of seven on the Bristol stool chart. Yes, it really is. That's it. It's not like a flurry. It's just really uncomfortable. <laughs> just... I mean, this film was bad, but it wasn't China, Illinois bad. It wasn't, um, oh, what's that film with um, David Arquette? Ready to Rumble. It wasn't Ready to Rumble bad. No, I think it's way worse than Ready to Rumble. Do you really? Yes. I'm trying to think of what films we've given seven on the stool chart. I don't know if we had the stool chart when we did it. I I don't think... We definitely did at that point. Yeah, but I'm just thinking back to when we watched that episode of Boy Meets World, which was really bad, like super duper bad. (laughs) I think we did at that point. I don't know if we did. It's hard to envisage a time when we didn't have the stool chart. I know, I know. It's, it's weird, but there, there was a time. There was a time. It might have been that episode where we needed something to <laughs> talk about this shit, but uh, I don't know. I couldn't watch this in one sitting, I'll be honest. I did. Well, I, I watched it over an hour and 50 minutes. I stopped halfway through to um, get a gin and tonic and get some um, chips and hummus. Well, you know, it's Christmas and um, dipped some pepper into it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Christmas. Laura had a snowball. But I practically did it in one sitting. It's like um, back in the old days of the 80s and 90s when you'd go to the cinema and some woman would come out with um, a tray full of chalk ices. The film would stop for 10 minutes. It was a bit like that. I had to have a better newer break. (laughs) Honestly, I was exhausted by it. I, I was just like, I just, there was just no good storytelling at all. Like, I usually hook on to some, like, redeeming feature, 
and there just wasn't in this and it made me depressed because I thought I think I've said this before it's like I know a lot of talented writers now who aren't getting to make films <laughs> it's like you know what I mean it's like this gets made and makes fuck all money and it's pointless and it's shit and like what's the point in wasting so much time for anyone involved including me I still want to know why Hulk Hogan shaved half of his moustache off, had a very bad hairpiece, and stopped with the steroids. They should have called it Santa with slightly less muscles than normal. I mean, it might have been Hulk Hogan, you know, I really want to be taken seriously as an actor. If I I just go into a film and I look like the traditional Hulk Hogan, people are going to be like, oh, it's just Hulk Hogan, he's just playing off his wrestling gimmick. I'll not be like that, I'll try and act. And that's when he went back to WCW. Like, how can Hulk Hogan have no charisma? It doesn't make sense. Think about that. Yeah, think of all the great promos that he's cut over the years. All the times he's um, bad-mouthed people of different ethnicity as well. (laughs) Yeah, just after um, having sexual intercourse with his friend's wife. (laughs) Like you do. Yes, you do. Yes. You have sex with your friend's wife and then badmouth a different ethnicity. Why not? Yeah, it's like, oh, you're you're my sleaziest friend. Yeah, sure, <laughs> why not? What, what harm could it do? You're right. How does one of the most charismatic people of all time just drop it all? We never saw that from The Rock. He was literally just a guy with dodgy hair. And he was slightly taller than everyone else. Right. I'm going to be fair. I'm a fair man. The one redeeming thing about this was the Santa Claus muscle vest. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't like, think that redeemed anything. No, no, at least that was creative. I'm clutching at straws here. Give me that, at least. Make it worth it. It's like, oh, yeah. It does sound like a desperate pitch, like an, you know, like an Alan Partridge pitch. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what have you got for a film? I don't know. Um, um, Santa uh, with... Santa with muscles. Brilliant. Yeah. Start production on Monday. (laughs) We made it. Yeah. Another Christmas in the bag. If you're listening to this on Patreon, then well done. You got this a few days early. If you're not, then happy Christmas. We've got some great stuff on the Patreon that you should check out. Did it get the Mick Foley thing? My name is Santa. Yeah, yeah. So that's on there. I need to listen to that and watch that as well. Yes. So we've we've got some great stuff on there. Exclusive stuff. We've got our interview with Matthew of Botchamania from many years ago. Oh, we, we need to um, we need to just badmouth um, Vince Russo right now, just so <laughs> that we can um, try and get his him and his sycophantic friend to um, mention us on their program and get castrate on, us. Get on castrating the marks. Um, yeah. So this but, film was so bad that Vince Russo could have written it. You know what? I think he probably did. <laughs> yeah, I went there. I went there. Yeah. Have that. We'll be listening to Castrating the Marks next week. Yeah. Yeah, so check us out on Patreon anyway. It's patreon.com slash when wrestlers act. And happy Christmas. Hooray. Ho, ho, ho. So until next time, cheerio. Bye.